0: It's on you. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I gave it my all. I left it all on the floor. I had nothing left. All right. Welcome to the Poet Salon, a podcast where we talk to poets over a drink we've prepared especially for them. I'm Gabrielle Bates.
0: I'm Doogie Tahat, and I'm Luther Hughes.
1: Last week, we talked with Nabila Lovelace about her work, throwing hands, all sorts of wonderful things. And this week, we've asked her to bring in a poem by someone else for us to chat about. Nabila chose the poem On Kindness by Araceli Skirmai. Let's get into it.
2: On Kindness. After Nazim Hikmet, for and after Rasan. At the Detroit Metro Airport with the turtle hours to spare between now and my flight, there is such a thing as the kindness of the conveyor belt who lends me its slow strange mollusk foot as I stand quiet, exhausted, having been alone in my bed for days now, sleeping in hotels, having spent months now without seeing the faces of my family. Somehow it's slow and quiet carrying of the load reminds me of the kindness of donkeys and this kindness returns me to myself. It reminds me of the kindness of other things I love, like the kindness of sisters who send mail wherever you are. And speaking of mail, there is a the special kindness of the mail lady who says, hi, baby, to everyone. At first, I thought it was just me. At first, I thought it was just to me. But now I know she says, hi, baby, to everyone. That is kindness. Two, there is the kindness of windows and of dogs. And then there was that extraordinary Sunday back at the house. I heard a woman screaming about how she was lonely, and so lonely she didn't know what she'd do. Maybe kill herself, she said, over and over like a parrot in a cage, a parrot whose human parent only taught it that one sentence. I looked out the window and saw her from behind, the way she flung her arms like she was. Desperate and being killed or eaten by an invisible predator like a tiger or a lion in the chest, and her voice seemed fogged out with methadone. I don't know, something. And I walked away from the window and sat angry with her for screaming and sad. And not long after, I heard her saying, What'd you say? What'd you say to me? And a man's voice, low, I could not tell if it was kind. And she said, I'll kill myself. I'm so lonely. And I did and did, I tell you, yet that it was Mother's Day, flowers and mothers, flowers and mothers all day long. And the woman saying, I'm so lonely, I could kill myself and then quiet. And the man's voice saying, it's okay. It's okay. I love you. It's okay. And this made me get up put my face again to the window to see my landlord's nephew outside just hugging her so as if it were his mother i mean as if he belonged to her and then again quiet i left the window but sat in the silence of the house hidden by shutters and was amazed when the front door of the brownstone opened up and let the tall nephew in with his sad and cougar eyes handsome and tall in his carolina brooklyn swagger i heard him start to climb the stairs above me and my own hand opened up my own front door and though it was none of my business I asked him do you know that woman out there and do you know what happened next he said no the nephew said no he didn't know the woman out there and he told me happy mother's day as he climbed the rest of the stairs and I can't stop seeing them hugging on the street under trees it was spring but cold And sometimes in the memory, his head is touching hers. And sometimes in the memory, his eyes are closed. And sometimes she is holding him and singing to him, I love you, it's okay. I mean to tell you that everywhere I go, I hear us singing to each other this way. I mean to tell you that I have witnessed such great kindnesses as this, in this, my true life. You must believe me. I mean, on a Sunday when nobody was supposed, supposed to be watching nobody at all I saw this happen the two of them hugging when nobody was supposed to be watching but not a secret either public as the street not for glory and not for a joke the landlord's nephew ready to stand there for the woman like a brother or a sister or a husband or son or none of these at all but a stranger a stranger who like her is an earthling perhaps this thing I am called calling kindness is more simple than kindness. Rather, recognition of the neighbor and the blue, shared earth and the common circumstance of being here, what remains living of the last two million impossible years. Ooh. Sheesh, y'all.
0: Oh, man. Uh,
2: I like cry usually when I read this poem.
0: Why? Why this poem?
2: I mean, one, I think that what Atacelli's does with time is just such a wonder. You know, mm. like there is something in reading this poem where you want to hurry. You know, like mm. you want to read fast, but she puts so many commas in. Mm-hmm. And she'll like stretch out the line and put three commas in, four commas Mm -hmm. in, so that you have to take your time with your understanding of how, of the kindness of this, of the recognition Mm -hmm. of people, right? Like of what it means to like watch something as like a completely unfolding, you know, like, and to, to believe of something That maybe like this is a a terrible, terrible thing, you know, like maybe this is all that we have is these moments where we feel like we need to die, you know, like but then there is this stranger, you know, like and her rendering of this memory, like that like our memories fool us, Mm -hmm. right? So like sometimes his eyes are closed, right? Like sometimes her eyes sometimes she's hugging him and saying, I love you, right? Like How, like, our memories are are fools, you know, of like our own real possibilities of what we want to hold close to ourselves. And that, like, that is sometimes the only way to keep going Mm. is like Mm. the things that, even if that's not exactly how it happened, that this is how I have that it happened. And if this is the kind of recognition and ways that we can be with each other that i can see people witnessing for no glory as she points out right like Mm -hmm. that maybe this is this is how we can be with each other maybe this is the truth of how we can be with each other and not the truth that we sometimes hold of just wanting to die from it all Mm -hmm. you know like i like all i can do sometimes is cry at this point. you Mm -hmm. know
1: And how that memory for her is like this balm and this talisman that doesn't really belong to her in the way that this nephew doesn't really belong to the woman that Mm -hmm. he's comforting. Um, And I don't know, I feel like this just gets back to all these things we talked about in like our larger conversation with you um, about ideas like not necessarily of ownership, but um, of like what we have access to when it comes to tenderness mm-hmm. and when it comes to love and comfort and encouragement to keep yep. going. Yeah. Um, and this quote, the slow and quiet carrying, mm. um, which just really feels like how she's working with yes. the line and with syntax, and that long opening sentence really forces you to go slowly. And yep. I totally agree with your uh, inclination to like want to read it more quickly, mm. and then it's like really forcing you to slow down. Yep, she wants us to sit. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like she was
2: sitting. You know, like there is something the possibility of observation only happens when you slow down, right? And there's so much of that that, like, I consider while reading the poem because of how she renders it, you know? It's like
1: good pain, you know? It's like agony is slow, but also there's, like, the slowness that you have to sit in to be healed. Yes, yes.
0: I love that. like you know, we think of kindness so much as like a posture, right? Mm. As like a sort of static thing that you become or like you do or enact. And I love that like this poem is like making the case that it is observation, right? It's sight. It's like, can you slow down to see this like strange thing that is like, not even a person, but like this conveyor belt (laughs) that is offering you kindness, right? And then even in the re-rendering of memory, she's doing that, right? Where it's like, your vision can be wrong. Yes but like it is in the vision, it is in the eyes that you have that you can see kindness, right? Yeah. Like, like kindness exists regardless of your posture.
2: Yes.
3: There's there's so much meditation um, on kindness in the poem, right? And how the poem itself is kind of like an essay almost, right? Mm-hmm. On kindness being that kind of essay kind of posture, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but then of course the unraveling of what is kindness and this kind of this belief, of, this belief of what kindness can possibly be, right? And there's moments of like, I don't know, or something, or yeah. it's either a tiger or a lion, yeah. right? And then this the dance break where it's like, yeah. and no you know what else? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I did this. I yeah, yeah. got up. Yeah. Yeah. It was writing. Mother's right. Day, right? right. Yeah. So it's like, there's exactly, so much exactly. like, like, move towards what it means to be kind and what yes. kindness actually looks like. And then to follow up with, to end with like these ellipses where it's like, mm. well, yeah. impossible years and kind of still goes on and yep. I'm still here watching this thing happen and yeah. I'm not really sure what kindness is but I think it was this that happened to me and exactly. it's slow and it's and it's carrying, and it's yes. the stranger it's all the thing that kindness could possibly be but there's no actual like result there's no actual exactly. like conclusion to it it's just on kindness yep. like kindness uh. is this thing that I've maybe possibly encountered Mm -hmm. with a stranger who I talked to who doesn't know the person that they were hugging. So it's like this this disbelief of these things, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that stanza break so much. Hell yeah! I was just about to bring that up. I was just about to bring
1: that up. I'm so fascinated by the fact that this is just like two really long stanzas. Mm -hmm. Um, And that break, oh my gosh, especially hearing you read it for some reason, it really clicked home. Mm -hmm. This like one-to-one relationship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, this incredibly evocative scene we get with this other woman and then and this made me get up yeah it's mm-hmm. like this huge moment of like this is what it did for me yeah
3: mm-hmm. yep. even like that that false death of the woman like she's quiet yeah. right so you think in your uh. mind like well does she kill herself like what's going on but then the, the man it's okay i love you it's okay then it's like a break like yep. okay so what's next exactly and that, that being a cause for her to get up right yeah. the break being her cause like whoa she she actually killed us. So let me actually get up to what's going on yep. in this window but then that being another yep. unraveling yeah.
0: right yeah i think that you would see it in the poem but especially in your reading and mm. the, like highlighted the break as the moment that really like there's a lot of self-implication yes. here right like there's a lot of like i'm not kind mm-hmm. right <laughs> like i am not kind yeah. and like i don't take the posture of kindness yeah. very much yeah. and it requires these um sort of banal but like also extraordinary mm-hmm. circumstances to like force you to get up, mm-hmm. um, force you to break away from uh, maybe the posture of it or yeah. or the assumption of kindness and like really see really see the thing. And I think like in your reading of it, I think it really helped because yeah, just like and this made me get up and I was like, oh, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, like this forced yeah. you to see like that like something yeah. that forces you out of your normal like line of sight and mm-hmm. whatever you're like looking on to the next thing to be like oh this here right now in this moment there is kindness yeah. and it is right
3: there yep mm. and even go? i can keep going on, and on. <laughs> <laughs> you i wish go, you know would I can go. fine um so and even like even all these animals right so the donkey mm-hmm. right the dog the parrot the lion the, like the, the all turtle. these things the turtle all the things ending with earthlings yeah earthlings also yeah. an animal right so exactly. all the things I do an act of carrying Something right An mm-hmm. act of carrying Some kind of weight To them right mm. a Donkey right Carrying yeah. actual people yep. And luggage right The parrot carrying mm-hmm. Voices and sound right sure. The animals Lion tiger Carrying An uh, act They're of like and Hunger prey. Right so huh. like the act Of carrying this kind Of loneliness huh. Into kindness Is yeah. so beautiful And it's so the way That she does it It seems almost Bewildering right It's almost like mm, This mm-hmm. is kind of Strange to enter these, All these savage yeah. animals But it works because They all carry a type Of thing that That bogs us down. Now we can do is get up and see what's actually happening, right?
0: And we've kind of talked about this before too, right? Like mm-hmm. the relationship between strangeness and wild and and uh, bewilderment, mm-hmm. yes. right? Because she opens with that like strange mollusk like mm-hmm. conveyor belt, and it is strange, right? Yeah. She's just like making it strange. She's stranging it up, yeah. and then suddenly like the injection of kindness, or like maybe it's the sight of kindness or something. Like suddenly it becomes bewilderment, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. kindness for her in this poem anyway. I think is like a necessary component of going from strange to bewilderment.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's also wild, you know. Uh, I was. Because, like, the last time I had remembered reading this poem, it was online. We were earlier, like, was this in Kingdom Animalia, right? Mm -hmm. And every time I read the donkey part, which is part of why, like, I was like, I think it is, is because I also think of Ode to Donkey that Mm -hmm. she does in the same book, right? Mm -hmm. Like, where she thinks about (sighs) this donkey and these girls who have been witness to a mass atrocity, Mm -hmm. right? Like, there is a bombing that all of these. The, all these people are witnessing and are losing their lives casualties too mm-hmm. you know like but there's this praise to the donkey still right like in terms of thinking about this as a way to also praise the children as a way mm-hmm. to also praise the place right like and i think that that carries over to here, you know, a kind of praising for the labor even, right? Like Mm -hmm. a kind of praising what we carry Mm -hmm. as well, right? Mm -hmm. That like, that that has its due too in terms of a kindness that we can do to ourselves is Mm -hmm. what we carry, right? Like, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. Mm. Something I think all of us here have probably spent some time thinking about is like how to write about violence without re-perpetrating violence. And I feel like this poem, implicates the self in like mm. this way that is so satisfying that doesn't feel like she's like making it over much about herself and her pain in this moment. You know, she says like she was angry with this other woman for screaming uh, and sad about it, but in really glorifying the stranger mm. and talking about how like his kindness, spending so much more time on his kindness as opposed to her, um, you know, Grief, quote, bad attitude or grief about it. It's like both implicating of the self in a really instructive way. And also, like you said, like an ode or a celebration. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that I look to as like an example of of how you can do that. Like, how can you? We talk so much about like implicating the self. It's important to implicate the self, but like, what does that actually look like? Implicating the
2: self and so much of what you were saying in terms of like not recapitulating the violence. Mm -hmm. You know, like,
0: yeah. And maybe like, thinking back to the conversation we we're having earlier too, like so much of mythologizing mm-hmm. and self-mythologizing too is sort of the inherent, like there's some sort of violence there mm-hmm. that must be overcome, yeah. right? And like that's often the way we implicate ourselves. It's mm-hmm. often how we self-mythologize. Um, and that, it, yeah, you know, this poem is really wonderful because she is sort of self-mythologizing, but like without her even necessarily as a central character, exactly. like throughout it. Um, yeah. And that's like a really deft move, I think.
2: Yeah, yep. It. Uh, this also made me think of um, I, I got a chance to see Adeseli's talk some years back and she talked about one of her uh, like lineage like in terms of lineage of like what it means to be thinking about the violence that happens to the body without recapitulating it was this poem by Nikki fin- Finney from Head Off and Split that's uh, Liberty Street Seafood where like there are these boys who are working in like a seafood market and the violences that are like happening to the black body happen to the fish instead of the boys right mm-hmm. like and so there is this way where like she's changing the context as to how we have to enter an understanding of violence that mm-hmm. happens to a body that it doesn't actually have to ever touch the body right mm-hmm. that like that we can think about Mm-hmm. our colonialism <laughs> and our violences with these other ways, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and to know that that's something that Adastellis was carrying and that like also is in conversation with, you mm-hmm. know, um, makes a lot of sense in terms of like thinking about how we are entering the mode of thought of this particular narrator as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Whew. <laughs> Thank you so much to Nabila. Thank you to the Jack Straw Cultural Arts Center. Thank you to my mama and her mac and cheese. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Rate us five stars. Five. Which helps other folks looking for poetry podcasts find us, your new favorite poetry podcast. Truth. Mm. <laughs> Lastly, follow us on Twitter at Poet Salon Pod and send us your questions, your thoughts, your hottest, spiciest takes, like... What you think about certain poems that maybe get published in certain national magazines. Mm. But send it to the at gmail.com. I am. In the White
1: House, people wouldn't listen now, they quiet as a church
2: mouse. I don't wanna play house, I was born to run this, building up my fortress, stacking up the matches. Weaponized this gonna show you these hands, gonna take on these streaks, gonna show you who's mad cause my crew, mob steady, Feddy and spaghetti, Feddy and spaghetti, Feddy and the